Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Game of Cola podcast. This is podcast number 53. With me today uh, is Paul Franzen, the only one who is available uh, in the evening on a Sunday. Everyone introduce yourselves. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Franzen, GameCola.net's editor-in-chief. And I'm Jetty, the podcast commander. Thank you, everyone, for being here. It is, it is a small crew that you are commanding today, Jetty. Yes, uh, I'm not really sure what happened, because I, I tried to make a more convenient time for everybody to show up, and then no one came, so... No one, no one at all. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, but the podcast must go on. Yes, so here yeah. we are, the two of us, the Paul and Jetty show. So, topics. The Game Cola podcast topic pile. Uh, now, my favorite is to scroll down and <laughs> read all the ones... I, who edits this? I actually haven't looked at it in like a month and a half. The thing is, is that the ones up at the top are the ones that Nathaniel put, and then there are some other serious ones, and then there's how much rock could Chuck Rock Chuck if Chuck Rock could Chuck Rock? <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you believe in life after love? No, I am not strong enough. Hey, Owens, followed by a smiley face. Uh, <laughs> pick a game you really love and pretend to hate it. I guess that one could be uh, <laughs> like a real topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is it bizarre to have a crush on a video game character? Now, that, that sounds like something out of Yahoo Answers to me. Is it bizarre to have a video game character crush on you? <laughs> also, there's, there's some potential in here, actually. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. All right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for one. You ready okay. for this? Which one? Is it the last one there? <laughs> Do you believe in life after love? That, right. that's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's not, not what not. I was going for. No? All right, topic. You ready for this? Yeah. Are there any deal breakers that instantly turn you off to a video game? Yeah. Well, I, I have I have a few. I could just list them. Um, well, the big one right now for me has been uh, I need a save anywhere function. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, have I have I talked about this on the on the podcast before? Uh, I think you've mentioned it, but I don't think oh. you've really like gone over it. No. Well, I mean, it's 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 not really a uh, a very deep matter for me. Uh, the 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 point is that uh, most of my gaming, I, I tend to squeeze it into really short bursts, like half hour to an hour at most, Yeah. both because uh, my free time is very limited and because if I spend more than an hour playing video games, I start to feel like I am just the least productive person in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I need, it's like a desperate need for me to be able to stop playing a game when I want to stop playing the game. And if I cannot do that, I have to try to find a save point or I have to, I, I think there are some games where you have to like actually buy items to let you save or find them in your environment, stuff like that. I'm 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 at the point right now in my adult life where if a game does not have a reasonable save system where I can expect that uh, I will not have to play for more than a half hour in between uh, opportunities to save, then I just I won't even bother with it. Yeah, like uh, what was it? Wasn't there a game? I'm just thinking of uh, one where you had to get like ink for a typewriter and that was how you saved. Yeah, I think I think that was uh, one of the Resident Evils. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. If I recall correctly, it was actually the one that we gave a perfect 10 to. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't know if the other ones have this as well, but Resident Evil 2 I'm pretty sure did. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. See, that that kind of stuff just uh, completely drives me out of my mind. Um, the other stuff is, you know, stuff like uh, where it's assumed by the developer that you're going to have to grind in order to do anything in the game. Yeah. Like, um, I will grind if I feel like it's my decision to do this, but if, like... Through playing the game normally, 
uh, in a reasonable fashion, I still have to grind to get through, then I'll probably stop at that point and play something that's actually fun instead of something that's going to waste my time. A lot of my pet peeves, actually, <laughs> are based uh, on, on time wasting. Yeah. No, uh, that's one of the thing about a lot of uh, older RPGs is where it should be that if you fight all of the battles as you go through, you should be properly leveled to make it through the game. Uh, but there are a lot of older ones where you actually literally have to stop and just do nothing but yeah. fight enemies for no reason. Yeah, I feel I feel like both of these things are probably more geared toward uh, older games than newer games. Yeah. Um, there was a discussion on this game developers forum that I was posting on, and I um, they were talking about save function. And I was I was railing against the use of save points, and they were like, "Dude, we weren't even talking about that. It's assumed that your game has to have save anywhere at this." Point. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting because I, while maybe that's like a thing in the indie developing community, like I don't think that's necessarily like a widespread thing like i mean it's certainly um better than it used to be but i think there's still games where uh, you can't stop playing when you want to s- stop playing yeah just drives me nuts i feel like the game's holding me hostage <laughs> yes well uh it is interesting though from a development standpoint uh it made a lot of sense uh in earlier games to have save points be at, like specific uh areas like the original Final Fantasy, you could only save after going to the inn. And part of that, I can imagine, was not only do you have like a limited selection of places where you could be starting from when you like turn the game on, mm-hmm. uh, but also your uh, HP and MP will be static. That doesn't have to be saved either. Okay. So like there, there are like reasons why you can't. Like it has to store yeah. less information. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I'd be a little more forgiving about it for games like NES and Super Nintendo. Yeah, but that's pretty much anything beyond that. <laughs> yeah, if it's a modern game, yeah, uh, it's kind of silly to require. I mean, again, save points can also uh, it would prevent you from accidentally saving in a place where you are, you know, you can't get out. That's that's true too, but that's also an argument in favor of just you know keeping multiple save files in handy. Though I guess you don't want to uh, expect the player is going to be smart enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say smart enough because I don't always remember think to do that either. Yeah. But well, like, uh, yeah. but in the case of like autosave, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was playing Portal Two with my wife a while ago, and uh, the autosave did this hilarious thing where it saved right as my character was jumping to his death by mistake. Yes. So I would jump to my death. It would reload. I'd be jumping to my death again. It's just this infinite loop until I figured out how to pause the game and load a different save. Yeah. I guess that's the that's the kind of problem you run into. There was a similar thing. Uh, what was it? I think on the last podcast or the podcast before, somebody mentioned uh, they were playing a game, and uh, when they started it back up, they were inside an NPC, <laughs> which actually uh, is another reason for like only being able to save in certain spots. Okay, yeah. Uh, because, again... If you could save anywhere, you might save where, like, the default position for an NPC is. Okay. And, like, if they moved around, that's not bad, but if you're standing in the spot where they start, you know? Yeah. But I feel like that that, that shouldn't be as much of an issue with modern games. I feel like they should have been able to, to work out issues like that at this point. Yeah. Well, like... Uh, as, as, as you uh, have personal experience with, I, I'm not really an expert coder by any means. <laughs> oh, no. Well, like, you should be able to have a way for, like, if two characters are on top of each other... Resolve the collision by moving them, you know, yeah, to yeah, yeah. both adjacent squares. That is somewhat of a minor thing to add in. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have anything that um, any any features of games that will cause you to not play that game? Uh, 
I don't know. I can't really think of any off the top of my head. Certain control schemes, like if it's reversed from what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Christian was just complaining about that in a review of uh, the fourth wall for Xbox Live Indie Games. Yeah. Uh, the axis was inverted by default, and it just drove him out, out of his mind because there was no way to change it. Yeah. Or uh, for me, certain, like, you press this to jump and you press that to shoot or whatever. Okay. Uh, if it's, like, not what I am used to, uh, it becomes somewhat of a pain. Yeah, or, like if you're playing an NES game where the jump button is not the same as the jump button in Super Mario. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, now, interestingly, uh, there's been sort of a shift. I mean, this happened years ago. Uh, but, like, Super Nintendo and before, the A button, like the, the rightmost button... Mm-hmm. Uh, was the, like, accept slash talk to button for, like, most games. You'd press the rightmost button to, like, talk to somebody and then continue through the uh, the dialogue. And then suddenly, when PlayStation came around, everything switched to the bottommost button being accept. And that, hmm. like, it burned me up when it happened initially. Uh, but now I'm kind of used to it. That's funny, I never even thought of that, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, like, for a long time... It actually, like, it had been so ground into me that, like, A is accept, A is accept, that, like, I had trouble playing some games because I would accidentally, like, you know, click the wrong mm-hmm. button. Yeah. I think uh, to bring up a, a game called The Favorite, Lifeline actually did reverse those from, from the norm. So I think it was, like, Circle was Select. Yeah. And X was Cancel. And yeah. I, like, it would take me so long every time I'd start playing the game to, like, to actually start the game, because I would keep canceling every friggin' menu. Yeah, 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 no, uh... To the point where I was wishing I would just let me shout more commands into the game. Actually, uh, I think... Sorry, I think it was, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the original Japanese version, mm-hmm. has, like, wildly different controls from the English version. And it almost made it impossible for me to play, because I'm like, am I... How do I get into the menu? How do I get through the menu to equip something? I just kept pressing the wrong buttons. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, it did something dumb where, like, one button, like, accepted you into the menu, but then in order to equip something, it was a different button or something like that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, why did you do this? So games can't waste our time, and they can't mess with the controls too much. Yeah, just standards, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, here's another one from the pile. Describe what it's like to play multiplayer games with or against you. It would help if I actually, like, ever played multiplayer games, I guess. <laughs> like, you're expecting that I have friends. Um, for me, uh, I would say it depends on the game. Like, if it's a game that I feel like I have some skill at, then I, I can get reasonably competitive about it. Um, but if it's a game, like, where I'm playing a game for the first time and the person I'm playing with uh, is, like, an expert in it, then I just get frustrated and immediately want to stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm not getting any, like, uh, when I, I, I've played one Halo game one time for about 15 minutes, <laughs> and we were playing a deathmatch, and I'm like, I can't even figure out what the jump button is if the game has a jump button. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm the stereotypical, stereotypical person running around, like, with his gun pointed at his shoes, <laughs> getting killed every five seconds. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would say I get easily frustrated in games if I'm playing them for the first time against people who actually know what they're doing. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, I tend to be, the one who's pretty good at a game, or that I pick things up quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, Paul, I guess I do play a few multiplayer games. <laughs> uh, if it has buddies or friends in the game, <laughs> Jetty, I don't think it counts. No? 
yeah. Yeah, for those listeners, I, yeah. Yeah, Jetty, Jetty and I have been playing uh well first we played um a game you may have heard of called Words with Friends over Facebook. Yeah. Um we were at the point where we were playing like two entire games per day. Yeah. But um if you look at the win loss record, it would just be like an endless list of you lost to Jetty, you lost to Jetty, you lost to Jetty. So uh, we started playing dice with buddies instead. Yeah, it's basically Yahtzee. Yeah, which uh, is is a little more fair to me in as much as it's pretty much random who wins every time. Yeah, but it's still fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. It has the uh, chat room, too. So many of these Facebook games are lacking that. Yeah, it's handy when you just want to, like, sit around and chat, but not, like, just sit around. Exactly. I don't know. But it's also, what I like about both of these games is that um, it, it breaks the play sessions down into, like, and I'm not necessarily saying I want to play all games like this, but it breaks the play sessions down into, like, 15-second bursts. Yeah, and you can, like, play and then come back to it. Exactly. Like, yeah, you could be, uh, well, I, for example, I could be editing something, and I'd be like, I need to do something else right now and just switch over, play, roll a roll a couple of dice, see if I can be Jetty this turn, <laughs> and then go back to <laughs> Go back to editing. Yes. Just take my eyes off of it for a second. It is actually also interesting, uh, I mean, with Words with Friends, if you start to get behind, like, there's kind of no catching up. Uh, yeah. Like, unless you get really lucky and get, like, a Q on a triple letter within a triple word, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Dice with Buddies, whatever score that you have at any given point basically has no meaning until, like, the last three moves. <laughs> Well, I mean, you still have to play reasonably smartly. Like, yeah, you, you have to. You have to still like after you roll the dice. You have to. Uh, how, how would you describe Yahtzee That's for a... uh, for someone who's never played it before? Uh, I don't know. You you roll five dice uh, three times, but you can like keep dice out. And, like, yeah. there's strategy to choosing where to place your dice. Like if you get four of a kind or three of a kind or a straight or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's definitely a game that it's possible to play uh, poorly. Yeah, I mean, th- there definitely is strategy to, like, I got three fours on my first roll, so I'm going to keep the fours, and then I'm going to roll again. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, like, well, I just got three fives, but I already have fives, so I should, like, abandon those fives in, you know, hopes of getting something else. I would I would never abandon three fives. No? Well, but what if you had your fives <laughs> filled? Well, if I had the fives filled... And, then... and the three of a kind. I would I would still consider holding onto them for uh, oh for like a five five of a kind Yahtzee yes or I was actually thinking the uh, the one in the bottom right the uh, chance the chance one yeah. yeah because I mean you're you're still gonna get a pretty high uh, number if you have three fives already that's true yeah uh, I guess it really depends on what point I am at the game though yeah 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 it's, I mean there, there's there's certainly a, a strategic element to it but uh, like I was saying it's it's so much more up to chance than um, than words with friends that it makes it more fun for me I guess that's I guess I like that in a game yeah. Um, I have a a friend that I've played um, Mario Party with uh, a great deal in the past, yeah. and uh, he hates Mario Party because of that reason. <laughs> there wasn't really much of a story there, but but uh, I always enjoy playing the game with him and other people because uh, because of the fact that there's a, a small amount of randomness in it. Uh, you you still have to be able to you still have to be good at the mini games, but you know there's still the dice roll aspect. What I was gonna say is, uh, what are your feelings on the blue shell? <laughs> See, I that I don't I don't think that counts as I mean that's not a random element. That's something that they specifically give to the people in last place in Mario Kart. Oh really? And, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I've never actually I, okay, I've only ever played yeah. the original Mario Kart. <laughs> not even sixty four? I played Oh, that's the good one. I've played like 
a couple of rounds of Mario 64. Or Mario Kart oh, 64, 64 is, is the apex of the series. Is it? Does it have the blue shell? I don't even know. I think it does, but it doesn't come up nearly as often. Okay. Like, I, uh, for me personally, the blue shell kind of rendered uh, certainly the Wii one virtually impl- unplayable for me. Oh, yeah? Because it wasn't even a matter of, you know, sometimes this happens and then, you know, you'll get second. It's every time you have, like, every time you're in first this happens and you get knocked back to eighth and then you lose the race. Oh, so like and, you have to have the strategy of staying in second until the last round. Yeah, but that, like, that's, a, that's such a stupid strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it just, yeah. Well, like maybe if they, maybe if they had a shell that if you were the first place person, it would shoot the last place person. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should I should say that I like a certain amount of randomness in games that I'm not good at. <laughs> maybe that's a good way to put it. Yes. Uh, but, uh, should we talk about co-op games a little too? Co-op games. Oh wait, wasn't that the question? Uh, it was with or against, I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Again, uh, I don't really play a lot of games with people. Like I used to play a lot of MMOs, which I guess would technically be co-op. But I'm actually pretty good at like. MMOs that involve like teamwork and like okay. you go first, I go second, and like chain attacks or whatever. So that aspect of gaming is like almost completely unknown to me. Yeah, I've never really played a co-op game where everyone is like working together and playing very specific roles. Like the uh, I don't play a lot of uh, MMOs, yeah. so I guess that kind of. Uh, but even like um, like squad-based shooters, for example, I imagine. That that's a kind of a similar thing. Like you have people who are specifically there. Yeah, like you go first heal. and like you. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that that kind of that, that's always interested me. But um, the, the the kinds of co-op games I tend to play are like the Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance, Champions of Norath style games. Where uh, actually maybe we're not even playing it right, but mm-hmm. you know we all we all pick barbarian and we all <laughs> <laughs> and tank our way through everything, regardless of. It's like we're all playing single player games at the same time, yes. essentially. Uh, but um, I think in the past I've certainly had tendencies toward uh, being the guy who tries to take all the loot while everyone else is actually hitting things. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm a little nicer about that now, but I used to be that. And I was I was certainly the sort of person who would uh, accidentally kill their friends when the game allowed it. Which is why Borderlands was uh, so interesting to me when it came out, because it had the healing bullets. Yes. So you, you could be shooting your friends and it would actually be a good thing. Yes. So that was cool. Actually, uh, speaking of that... A couple of friends of mine are trying to convince me now that I have an Xbox 360 to uh, pre-order Borderlands 2, <laughs> uh, which actually I might, but I I debate about it because like then I will actually own a modern game. I will actually own a game for the 360. It might be time to break down and do that, Jetty. I don't know. Like it's weird to think about. Just but at the same time, uh, I did very much enjoy Borderlands. I'm actually... Uh, That's right. I think you were uh, talking about that before. Yeah, next weekend I'm supposed to go over uh, to my friend's house and actually we're going to, like, all weekend just blast through the original Borderlands. Wow, cool. In time, cool. in time for playing Borderlands 2. Is uh, I guess 2 is coming out soon, then. Yeah, September 18th, I think. 15th, 18th. Okay, yeah. Uh, so a month from now. Or, well... I don't know. It was, yeah, <laughs> two a, month, weeks. a month from recording. Yeah. Two, it's two weeks from now, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if we were smart, we would have said that much more smoothly. Yeah. Actually, I think Borderlands... Did Borderlands win some awards in Game Cola? I think it might have. Did it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was up for Best Multiplayer. I forget if it actually took it home that year. Uh, I don't know. I know, it was, it, was a, it was a Game Cola favorite for a while. Yeah. I don't know. It is a pretty good game. I enjoy it. Like, it's, it's weird because 
I feel like I shouldn't like it, but it... Yeah, it doesn't actually strike me as a Jetty game. Well, okay. Is it, is it the, like, the role-playing aspects that play to you? Or the RPG aspects, not necessarily, yeah. like, D&D? No, uh, that is actually what gets me about it. And there is a part of me that enjoys grinding. And that is why I say that I should not like this game, but I do. Is that the entire game is the exact same thing. You're doing the same thing. You're shooting guys, and, like... These guys, you shoot, and the numbers aren't big enough. So then you shoot some other guys, and your numbers get bigger until you can shoot the guys with big enough numbers. Now, now wait. You're, you're selling this, the game short. There is one other aspect of the game that's, that uh, really sticks out to me. What? Kinds uh, of guns? The, the, no, the cars. Oh, the cars. the cars you can ride around in? Yes. <laughs> I remember uh, one time I was playing with my friends. I think we just played for like 40 minutes just driving around running into each other, <laughs> like uh, the kid you were just talking about. <laughs> yes, the Terry Milton. Yes. Uh, what was it? Yes, and I love Scooter and his, uh, hey, cars live here, get you one. <laughs> uh, it, it is a lot of fun, uh, surprisingly. I don't know, again, uh, something about the whole, like, it's what, I don't know, it, it must be something in humans. Like, I, I've read about this, uh, if you've heard of ludology. Yeah. Like, the study of games. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, one of my roommates was, like, really big into this. A while back. And uh, the whole concept of, like, what gets people into games and, like, why certain games appeal to certain people and how you can make a game that, like, appeals to everybody. And there is something that people enjoy naturally about uh, progress. Like, I do something yeah. and then I get better at it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with that. Like, it makes me feel happy when I level up a character in a game or, like... Obviously, when I get an achievement, that's almost the only reason to play video games at this point. Yeah. But on the other hand, like sometimes if a game focuses on that sort of thing too much, yeah. then I kind of get into the mindset where like, I just feel like I'm, I'm not doing anything with my life. Yeah, and that's... Like where I'm playing a game to achieve, but like the idea of achieving something just within a game just seems kind of useless to me. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I'm actually doing anything. So if a game focuses on that too much, I don't know. Did you read, I mean, you probably did the uh, most influential games on Game I did. I, re I read part one anyway. Yeah, uh, did you read yeah. what I said about Final Fantasy XI? I, I, I probably did. I, <laughs> uh, I don't. Well, I don't remember if that was in part one or part two. Oh, uh, I think it was, actually, wait. Actually, I think it would have been part... in part two because it was with Yeah, Fresh Yeah, part one was only uh, A through D, I think. Yeah, okay, uh... No, I, yeah. I left uh, somewhat of a scathing review of Final Fantasy XI. Uh, <laughs> as, as one of your most influential games? It did influence me a lot, and it basically influenced me not to play video games anymore. Oh, ouch. Like, and I say this in the review. I mean, I'm not sure when Nathaniel's going to post it, I guess. Yeah, actually, it, uh, it should be up by the time people are listening to this. Okay. Basically, it was a lot of fun. Like, other MMOs that I'd played up until that point had, like, something vastly wrong with them. Uh, like, the playing thereof was just bad or boring, or there were bugs, or, like, uh, there wasn't enough areas, or leveling was too slow, or whatever. And Final Fantasy XI was, like, a lot of fun. Uh, the party dynamic was cool. The leveling early on was okay. But then it, like, became exponentially more difficult to level towards the end. Mm -hmm. And when I hit that point is when I realized, like, all of these things are the same. There's actually no real reason to level <laughs> up because, like, yeah, the monsters are different, but all you're doing are the exact same things again. 
and then like, okay, you get a new skill, but you just replace an old skill with this new one, and you're doing the exact same thing all day, every day, with like different patterns of colors on this box in front of you. Yeah. And like, it wasn't that the game wasn't fun. It wasn't that the game had like specifically bad things about it. It was that it had all the good things, but it was pointless. And I kind of sat back and said, you know, I'm I'm spending like six to eight hours a day on this, and there's no reason for it. So yeah, like I used to play a lot more video games, and then I kind of stopped after that. And I've I've actually had a similar experience to that a few times. Um, I was actually playing a sports game, Jetty. Sports <laughs> Whoa! Game. Wait, was a it NHL '94? It was a little. <laughs> No, it was NHL uh, 08, actually. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No, I wanted to play a new one because um, I, something that really appeals to me in sports games is the idea of creating your own team oh. and your own players. Yeah. Because you can... You know, this, it's the same thing I like doing in RPGs where you can rename the characters, rename them after all your or all your BFFs. So um, I was, I was uh, playing this hockey game, and I was trying to go through season mode, and each individual game was, you know, it was actually a reasonable, a reasonable amount of fun for me. But then I... I I played, you know, like 30 games of it, and I was looking ahead, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, try to uh, win the Stanley Cup, whatever, you know, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at it, and there's like 100 games left. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here's my dilemma. Yeah. I'm having fun playing this, but but the world is really big, <laughs> and there are other things I would like to experience besides playing this hockey game yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing about games where you can, like, enjoy it but enjoy it and enjoy doing the same thing over and over again but you get to a certain point or at least i do where i'm like i need to have fun doing something else now yeah no uh i definitely agree with that and i guess it's also something that i worry about with buying uh borderlands 2 is like i like to have fun and the game is good but i think if i had it here at the house i'd end up wasting a lot of time on it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know uh i think also i've been very focused on my own game development as of late. Yeah. Uh, and it worries me to have something that would be, like, taking away from that. And, like, if I could get something out, then I would feel less bad about wasting time. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm experiencing uh, exactly the same thing right now. That's, I guess, probably one of the big reasons I'm focused so much on games that waste my time and, and trying to avoid them. Yeah. Is because, I, like, I want to spend... I want to be spending most of my free time working on game development stuff, working on Life in the Dorms, working on, yes test game yeah. <laughs> working on uh, my secret project typo you know i have a lot of projects going on right now and i i want to maximize the time that i spend playing games by playing the most fun game i can and having like the best hour i can playing a video game this day yeah so like while i'd love to actually you know play all 150,000 games that require to win a stanley cup in, in a hockey game like there's just there's other things i have to be doing other things i need to be doing yeah oh no uh what was i say oh so which game was it that uh, he turned into a coffee cup? <laughs> that that was Project Typo. Okay. That was um I'm using the the AGS engine for anyone out there who's familiar with that. Uh, so, um the the default sprite in that game is the sprite of a coffee cup. <laughs> so um I was trying to animate this guy picking up a spray bottle, lifting it up, spraying himself with it, and putting it down. Um but I I missed a frame somewhere, so he would he would pick it up, spray himself. Uh, turn into a coffee cup and then run away screaming. <laughs> oh. Yikes! Oh, yeah. But, Actually, Project Type was almost finished, by the way. The uh, oh, prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I'm not allowed to. But it's a, it's a, a game. It's an a point and click adventure game based on a book with the consent of the author. 
Well, so I'm, I'm putting together a prototype to try to impress him and show them that I can make a video game. A licensed game. A licensed game, yes. <laughs> Technically a licensed game. <laughs> wow. No, actually, uh, it was funny because while I was sitting here uh, sort of making jokes on your Twitter... Uh, <laughs> at Polichief. Yes. Uh, I actually, at that time, while I'm sitting here going, oh, come on, Paul, programming isn't that hard... Uh, <laughs> I've had to rewrite my entire method of drawing stuff to the screen on my game. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Because XNA doesn't have good uh, framework for doing 2D. Uh, right. And all I want to do, all that I ever wanted to do, actually, was to draw pixels to the screen or, like, draw <laughs> pixels to an an image that I then draw to the screen. And it doesn't let you. Like... So I found ways around it that, like, okay, I'll just draw all my stuff to an image first, and then afterwards I'll display these images to the screen. Well, that was fine with the thoughts that I had in my head initially, but now I want to, like, change what is drawn to the screen while the game is running, and I'm finding that, like, it's a ridiculous pain, and actually it takes a lot of processing power to take just, it's a pain. Yeah, through through AGS, my it, it thankfully uh, makes everything very simple. So there's kind of a minimal amount of coding required on my part. Yeah. But uh, the more and more I get involved in coding for this game, the more I've I've come to uh, decide that that programming is coming up with incredibly complex, convoluted solutions for extremely simple problems. Yeah. Feel like that 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 I don't know that that seems to be uh, my experience over and over again. Again, as someone who uh, could not code his way out of the paper bag. At, so. No, I can uh, I can code my way out of some pretty. I mean, I could probably code my way out of a plastic bag. I, th- like, I think you could. Oh, you've you've been. I mean, uh, this has all been behind the scenes stuff right now. But yeah. Jetty's been doing uh, an awful lot of coding work for the website lately. Yes, trying to uh, come up with complex solutions for our simple problems. <laughs> no, uh, and and I enjoy it. I like uh, I like being able to say, oh man, you know, this problem, this thing that you've had on your sheet for a while, uh, you can check <laughs> off now. Thanks to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of awesome, actually, because I have actually had things on my Game Cola to-do list for over two years, yep. and I'll just message Jetty about it on Facebook. I'm like, hey, can you figure out how to get a stupid border around the Project Wonderful ad? And they'll be like, yeah, just do this, and that's it. <laughs> actually, uh, when you messaged me earlier... Okay, sometimes it's more complicated than that. But <laughs> When you messaged me earlier about the uh, the size... Oh, yeah, the size of the search bar and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, I was like, oh, all he needs to do is go look at the style sheet, and then I scroll down, and you're like, hey, all I did was look at the style sheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If only I was yeah, there. It took me a while because I, I was trying to edit the length of the search bar, so I, I went to the file that was labeled uh, something to the effect of searchbar.php yeah. and then found a, a, a variable that, that seemed to be indicating width, but uh, that was not it. But everything seems to be okay now. I resized the search bar, and I and I tested the image again, and it worked great. Oh, good work. So. I, I guess I guess my uh, stuff has been wearing off on you, my expertise. Maybe, maybe so. But uh, were you talking about video games? Uh, it came up at one point. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that we're kind of dancing around all these uh, uh, all these discussions about changes to the site because by the time this podcast goes up, the changes will actually be in effect. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I believe the podcast goes up the day that we unveil the quote-unquote new game cola. Whoa. Well, yeah. And, and like the first thing in me is like, whoa, 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 do you really want to bring up the new game cola? Wait, you just said that it would be released the same day. So. Yeah, I think um yeah the plan is we're going to release the podcast that morning. And then uh, pretty much right after that's sent out, I'm going to start rolling out the various changes to the website. 
That's the plan, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> if nothing looks different while you're listening to this, that means my plan has failed. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> yes. But, uh, do, do we want to, uh, it's getting a little... I'm wondering, do you, do you think, should we, should we talk about it a little? Oh, uh... Or, or should we or should we move on to reader mail? I, I was gonna say maybe we should move to reader mail, but I mean no 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 that's that's fine. There 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 are a lot of uh, minor changes coming to the site or well, that uh, have come to the have site. happened or maybe. any in any case uh, you can read all about it on the blog post that I made yeah, or, uh, or, titled "Gaming Outside the Mainstream" or go look at our new about page that also explains a lot of it. Yeah, or if they didn't happen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if they didn't happen. Um, yes. I'm just a raving crazy person. Don't listen to me. Yes, so Paul, you're such a jokester. We really got <laughs> him going changes? good. Yes, <laughs> we're actually rolling back the site to uh, its original newsletter format. That's the big change. <laughs> we're going to the email only. <laughs> yes, Web 1.0. Yes, like 0.5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, those are the days, like, I would actually make the newsletter in front page and then ugh. paste it into an email from there. Ugh, just, ugh, Paul. Isn't that horrifying? It is. But, uh... Oh, re- these are the days. Li- listener mail, is that... Listener mail, yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, we actually have a pretty significant amount of listener mail this time. Uh, I have five emails here, each with multiple topics. Man, <laughs> how much time is left in this podcast? Uh, 20 minutes? Okay, we can do this. Yeah. Let's see. Number one, uh, I have a few podcast topics for the podcast. One, favorite animals in video games. Two, animals owned by Game Cola members. Three, how to pronounce Jetty's last name. <laughs> and four, the eternal question of who has the nicest beard on Game Cola. Keep up the good work, John. So, um, John, Jetty, uh, anyone, do you think animals like. How, how are we going to define animals, first of all? Are we referring to, like, non-sentient animals? Or, like, can, you know, the Ninja Turtles count as animals? Or do we mean specifically pets, since he mentions pets in the second question? Yeah, I think uh, he's probably talking about, like, non... Um, yeah. I always really like the dog in Earthbound. <laughs> he's such, he's, no, I mean, he's such a loyal companion uh, until he gets scared and runs away. But he's... No. Yes. I mean, he does own some stuff, like... Early on in the game, yes, he, he has an, an inventory. Hmm? Does he? Does he have an inventory? He has an inventory. I don't think so. I think he's like oh. uh, like the teddy bear or anything. He just kind of follows. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, he's significantly stronger than you are at that point in the game. Oh, that's what I thought you meant. Like he owned some like items. Oh no, Like no, no. he owned this this uh, healing potion. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, I mean that like. When he attacks, he does a significant amount of damage yeah. in comparison to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, like, are there animals in video games? <laughs> there, are, there are a few games that have the faithful dog companion trope at this point. Yeah. Um, I've recently been playing Fable 2, and you have a little doggy running around by your side showing you, like, where treasure is and stuff like that, and telling you to, hey, come dig here. And and also, uh, leaping on your fallen enemies and scratching their eyes out, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I guess it's probably not that explicit, but that's how I imagine it. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh... Speaking of that, oh man, uh, when I play Borderlands, I play the hunter, so I get the hawk. Like if you if you recall, I don't think I got far enough to have a companion. No, uh, well you only have to be level five to get your okay. uh, I got special skill. Okay. Uh, you press the L one or R one or something, and uh, in my case, uh, it released a hawk. If you were what was it 
the siren turns invisible and gets to go rip stuff up. Uh, the big dude starts smashing things, okay. and okay. the soldier guy gets the turret. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think that's what I got. I had a pet turret. Oh, uh, well, in my case, <laughs> uh, I play the sniper guy, uh, the hunter, and he, get, okay. he gets a hawk. And, oh, man, like, you have no idea. The hawk just, like, destroys things. It's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like, it flies up ahead of you, and it starts ripping stuff up. So it sounds like we we enjoy uh, animal creatures that will kill everything for us. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's definitely a trend that I'm seeing uh, in my own video game taste, is I like games that that automate part of the gameplay for me. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I like books is the thing. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, Pets, Game Cola Pets? Yeah, actually uh, I don't own any at current. Oh. Yeah. Uh, For a while there were some rabbits at the house, which actually, Paul, I believe that is... uh, the pets that you have? It is, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, uh, and before that, I used to be a big fan of non-fish aquatic animals. I had a number of shrimp. I had a couple of crabs. Wow, wow, cool. Yeah, like, it was really cool. I really liked the shrimp. Uh, you can buy... <laughs> I, where, where do you get pet shrimps? Like, do they have live ones at the, at the like, grocery store, and you just take them home and don't eat them? No, uh, I mean, I guess you could buy a lobster. I always, I always want to do that with the lobsters, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> no, uh, if you go to, like, a PetSmart or, like, any pet store, really, uh, they're kind of a seasonal item, I guess, but you can okay. get uh, ghost shrimp, and they are see-through. Crazy. Yes, and I just really liked watching these guys, like, they were kind of invisible when they're on the rocks, and then, like, when they're swimming around, their little feet are going crazy. And I very much enjoyed the shrimp, and then I also... I've never heard of someone having pet shrimp before like that. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know, I had crabs and stuff, and it was... Hermit hermit crabs or, like, crab crabs? Uh, I had hermit crabs a long time ago, but more recently I had, like, regular crab crabs. I find crabs completely hilarious. Yeah? Yeah, though, though, those ridiculous eyes on stalks, (laughs) they're they're comical one giant claw, and the way they just kind of skitter right and left, it's... I, I find them so amusing. Yeah. Like, uh... Whenever we go to this uh, beach in Connecticut, and there, uh, there's like a boardwalk that takes you from the parking lot to the beach itself. Yeah. And along the sides of the boardwalk, if you're there at the right uh, time of day and time of year, there's just like hundreds of crabs <laughs> just kind of flailing their giant ridiculous claws around at each other, <laughs> scuttling about, hiding in holes. They're yeah. amazing. No. But uh, anyway, I, I have I have two bunny rabbits. Yes. Uh, named Maya and Phoenix. Oh. I guess some listeners probably can figure out where I got that name from. And I also have uh, a pet turtle named Agris Coast Wojek Veteran. <laughs> Not Donatello? <laughs> no, that was I, I, I was considering that, but that was way too obvious. <laughs> Plus, I think I had a Michelangelo when I was a kid. Oh. But uh, I'm sure some Magic the Gathering uh, fan is, is at home spitting his tea out of his mouth right now. <laughs> his uh, constant comment. His, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, oh what was he i think he was red and i think he was rare but i could be wrong about that he might have been two color actually yeah uh he's from the ravnica set i think we we've had various other pets we, we once had a pet cricket <laughs> it was the like because we had a we had a frog at the time too also named after a magic the gathering card named Vorosh the hunter and uh we had to feed him uh crickets all the time oh. and uh apparently some of the crickets spawned so there was the the little tiniest cricket you've ever seen in your entire life, like the size of a pushpin, maybe a little smaller. Yeah. And we, we just thought it was too adorable to let the frog devour it. Did... So we, we, we kept it in a little terrarium <laughs> and fed it and everything. Wow. It, 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 it didn't live too long, but it lived much longer than it would have uh, if, if it, it stayed in the water dish. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, Alright, what's what was the next question? Oh, how to pronounce Jetty's last name? I would I would I think you 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 might have said this before, but I still always read it as Jedra Sizak, <laughs> and I believe that's incorrect. No, uh, okay, it has been simplified for uh silly Americans down to <laughs> Jedrzak. Jedrzak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the original Polish pronunciation is Jędraszczak. The S Z is a sh, and the C Z is a ch, and uh, also there's like a little hook on the E, which makes it instead of an E be an N, sort of, uh, and the J is a Y. That is that is such an intense name. Yeah. Now, interestingly, in my very basic studies of Polish, uh, the entire language is like my last name. Like there's <laughs> Z's and C's and stuff all over the place. Uh, they actually have a word that is just the letter Z. Wow, that would be really helpful for, for uh, words with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait. What? It, how often does the single letter words come up? I guess that doesn't really work that well. Yeah, but Jedrzak. That's how Good. we say it now. It's on the record now. Yes. So the eternal question of who has the nicest beard on it's me. Yeah. It's me. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm done. Next. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, there's obviously no competition. Yeah. I mean, especially uh, you know, no one else is here to. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, it's me. Done. Uh, actually, Terrence Atkins has a very nice beard, too. <laughs> well, her, her whole face is covered in hair. It's, I was going nice. to say. No. Uh, so, <laughs> next email? Yeah, next email. <laughs> uh, okay. If you walked into a washroom and were magically... God, no. Come on. <laughs> next email, or...? No, no, no. Let's hear it. This is... Uh, I can... I can <laughs> I'm going to predict this. This is from Small Girl. Uh, how did you know? <laughs> uh, Just a random guess. If you walked into a washroom and were magically teleported to a fictional world or place, what would you do first? And can you guys try to spell your full names backwards as fast as you can out loud? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can't spell your name uh, either way. Uh, uh, K-A-Z-C-Z-S-A-R-D-E-J-X-E-L-A. I guess that wasn't that fast though. That, that just sounds like a random collection of letters. But I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that that was correct. Sure. Uh, N e z n a r f l u a p. Good work. Yeah, actually, um, I was I was doing a little writing for this uh, other website one time, so I I, I wanted a pseudonym because I didn't really want this to come up when people searched for my name. <laughs> so I went with a with a very clever pseudonym that I thought of, Luap Neznarf. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, no one has ever found that. I actually, they, they will now. <laughs> Do you want me to edit that out? No, no, it's fine. I've actually, I, I believe I've since changed the name. Uh, also, because <laughs> uh, I, I realized it was, it was slightly ridiculous sounding. Yeah. Also, it like unless someone has a robot that goes around and listens to things and like turns them into text and then uses those things to search for stuff. You're only limited to the people who actually listen to the podcast. There's, I, I, the podcast has a fair amount of listeners. I think we got what, like, like five letters. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully at least five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, oh, so, so uh, what would happen if the, the wardrobe to Narnia opened? Is that the question? Yeah, pretty much. If you walked into a washroom and were magically teleported to a fictional world or place, what would you do first? I feel like I would immediately turn around and make sure I, I had an exit strategy, first of all. Yeah. I would I would, I would turn around, open the door, make sure I can get back out, and then, you know, maybe explore. Maybe text my wife first, see if she wants to come explore, too. Well, I don't know. It depends on how far away you are, because, like, 
technically, would your cell phone work? Would you be able to communicate back with... Oh, well, if I if I could pop my head back out into the oh. real world, then I would do it from there. Because, see, uh, I don't know, in a way, it would be a toss-up. Like, I think I would be a little weird at first, but then I'd be like, see you, old world, I'm in fictional land now. <laughs> well, you have to be really careful about that, though, because uh, Narnia, for example, which, which seems to be providing some inspiration here, uh, time uh, passes differently in Narnia, yeah. so you have to be careful. Like, you could pop in... And then, you know, come back like an hour later, and it would be years later. It's true. I don't know. I, I would feel really bad if I did that to Elizabeth, for example. Yeah. I guess that's another thing is, like, uh, is it just me by myself, or, like, uh, do I get to bring my friends along? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, there, there are some serious social implications to, uh, to opening that door and staying there. It also, it also depends on the fictional world in question. That's true. That's true. I mean, am I in... Uh, for example, the recent Game Cola fan fiction about uh, the Game Cola staff being sent into the uh, Phoenix Wright world. Or, if so, would you want to stay in the Phoenix Wright world? Right? Yeah. Hang out with uh, Phoenix and Maya or Edgeworth? Those are the only character names you know, aren't they? Uh, I know Winston Payne. <laughs> largely because I read the fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's also Michael Gray and... Wait... Well, no. <laughs> it depends on the, if the fan fiction is really considered canon or not. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think it is. Oh, sadly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's what? What else you got for us? Wait, hold on. Uh, thanks and some questions. Ooh, greetings, Game Cola greats. I like. Hello. I like the alliteration. Uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast and just wanted to thank you all for putting time and effort to bring us. 50 minutes of entertainment and 10 minutes of awkward pauses. JD skillfully edits out of every installment. <laughs> so thank you. Wait, is, is this a game called a writer? Uh, that's that's some that's some secret uh, backstage knowledge. Well, no, I mean we did uh, we did talk about it over the uh, that's true. the live cast. How long was uh, how long was the recording for the turtle cast, Jetty? Oh, uh, oh. before we edited it, before you edited it down. Yeah, I don't quite remember, but I think it was closing in on three hours. Yep. But but that was a little different. I mean, there were three-hour podcasts that I've edited down to like forty-five minutes. Uh, but th- this one was mostly uh, it was mostly postcast. That That's we right. Like talking. after we we said uh, thanks, goodbye, everyone. Then then we all just kind of stuck around and talked for another hour and a half. Yeah. Is that is that going to be an off-topic podcast at some point? Do you think? Yeah, more than likely. I mean, I still need cool. to uh, get around to doing the other like two or three off-topic podcasts that I have. <laughs> so you might, you guys might get to hear that in a year and a half or so. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, wait, whoops, hold on. Yeah, wait, sorry, we oh. didn't actually uh, read the letter yet. All right, questions time. One, sparked by this month's Q&A cola. How do you pronounce that? I pronounce it Quame Cola. Quame Cola? Cause I, but I, I, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. Q&A Cola? Q&A Cola, I think, yeah. I feel like Christian actually, like, stated it for the record at one point, but I don't remember <laughs> Well, I think he's, uh, I forget if, if this was on the podcast or if he was just talking with me, but he's, he definitely reads it in his head as Quaim Cola. Yeah. <laughs> but it has the ampersand, so it's Q and Aim Cola. Oh, yeah, it's... it definitely actually is Q and Aim Cola. <laughs> anyway, sparked yes. by this month's, oh, I can't even, sparked by this month's Q and Aim Cola. How do you think Kickstarter has affected the gaming industry or the, or just industry in general, for better or for worse? Serious question time. Yeah. Uh, that was number one. Okay. But but let's go ahead and go okay. through these before um, first. Off the cuff, without actually thinking about it that much, I would personally... I think it's for the better, uh, because, for example, 
now Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer are going to make a new point-and-click adventure game. Like, that's something that's going to happen. I think uh, using, like, the rationale they use, and I, I kind of buy into this theory, is that it it puts the power of what games are actually going to make it, it, it shifts that a little into the people who are actually playing the games and, and instead of a, a boardroom trying to decide what game would sell the most. Like, it, it'll, it gives people the opportunity to say, yes, that's something I want to play. Here's my money already to make the game. <laughs> yes. But I guess the downside of that is uh, when if slash when these games don't actually get made or they don't meet the expectations of those people who are putting their money uh, in ahead of time. Yeah, and uh, I have to kind of take uh, Nathaniel's stance on this, that uh, I think that there is room for Kickstarter, but I feel like it's uh, beginning to be abused by people who basically like, I want my money now, and yeah. maybe I'll make you a game, I guess. Well, I, that's right. I think it's it's best used by people making games that would not otherwise be able to make. Uh, Michael Gray is going to murder me for this, but uh, the Nancy Drew company is starting a Kickstarter to put a Nancy Drew game on cell phones. And I kind of feel like that's the thing they could just do if they wanted to without getting people to pay for it up front. Yeah, I mean... Like, they're an, a- they're an actual company. They have resources. They already make games. Yeah. So, like, what did... I mean, they already there? make and, and sell the Nancy Drew games. I assume they all do pretty well, so... Yeah, like, use some of the leftover cash from the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I do agree that there is there's certainly room for abuse, but I think, personally, that it is it is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for it to be around. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I don't think that it's so good for it to. Uh, it's it's uh, too prevalent, perhaps. Yeah, and I just feel like a lot of people like I make games because I enjoy making games and I want to make a game. You know. Well, part of you also wants to be able to make a living doing this, though, right? True, but like I guess because of that. I am sort of forced to make a game that I think is pretty good. Like, I can't just throw any random stuff out there. Like, I want right. my game to sell, so I want my game to be good. Right. Uh, and if I... It's like paying your mechanic before they work on your car. Like, if you pay them mm-hmm. first, they have no reason to oh, work on I, your car. I don't know if that's fair, though, because mechanics, like, they already have the money and resources. Like, this is the thing they do full-time. Yeah. Like, I feel like... The, the way Kickstarter is used best, and this, this actually goes against the Double Fine one, so take it for what you will, yeah. but I think it's used best for people who don't have the time and resources to make this game. They have the skill, but they just can't do it because they don't have enough money to actually make the game. Yeah. I think like I think it's good, like I said, for games that would not get made, they just, period, would not get made otherwise. Yeah. No, I can agree with that. And the same thing with Double Fine, because they, they weren't able to... Uh, convince a publisher like i guess they don't they didn't have the money and resources according to them anyway yeah. to pull this off uh they weren't able to get a publisher to sign off on the idea and give them the money to do it so they went to the people who could pay for it and they paid for it in tenfold yeah. almost literally i think well that's also a different thing is like i'm making an xna game like i'm making an xbox live indie game uh yeah. so like i already have a publisher that's willing to accept whatever garbage i throw out <laughs> Uh, no I cannot wait for Avatar Fart Miners. <laughs> Throw that out there, Jetty. How did Avatar Planking sell, what was it, 6,000? Yeah, yeah. This, Just, this, uh, oh. The developers, there's a thread on the XNA, uh, Xbox Live Indie Games forums, yeah. uh, where people share their sales numbers. And the people who made Avatar Planking made over $6,000 on this game. Now, to put that into perspective, here's what Avatar Planking is. 
there is a photograph on the screen, and your avatar is planking on it. That's that's the game. Do you press any that buttons? Like, do you... Like, I think maybe you push buttons to wiggle... No, you, you either push buttons to wiggle around or to, like, to change the background. Oh, because, like, I was going to say, if it was, like, you have to mash, like, A and then B repeatedly to, like, keep your character oh, up... No, that's, 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 way, that's way beyond this game. <laughs> <laughs> to put it into further perspective, it's a game that I could make. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't even have to Facebook message Jetty about it. I could just, like, okay... I got my picture in Photoshop. I imported it into the game. Yeah. There's the character. Here's where the character goes. Yeah. Like, I could, I, yeah. Uh, why am I not making games? <laughs> Avatar Fart Miner. Yeah. Just make it, uh, give it voxel graphics and you're done. Uh, so. That's the big thing now. Yeah. Oh, well, can I, are we on the next question yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one made you too sad. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Is there anything to be said about remakes of games? Are they good? Can they diminish the value of the original game? Could a remake of a game be superior to the original? Also, by remake, I mean a game physically released for another system, so not stuff on Virtual Console, uh, Xbox Live Arcade, or PSN Network. Actual physical remakes that may or may not change some graphics and or add new content to the remade game. Some examples. Super Mario Bros. 3 for the GBA, uh, Yoshi's Island for the GBA, uh, Pokemon Fire Red or Leaf Green, uh, Pokemon Heart Gold or Soul Silver, and also I'm pretty sure some Phoenix Wright games would fall into this category too. Ah. I mean, I guess they're talking about like. I mean, they only had the increased functionality of being able to point with the Wii Remote. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that's it. And they lost functionality. I'm assuming you can't like blow the fingerprint dust away because uh, the Wii doesn't support that unless you're plugging in a microphone, and it's way too much work for that puzzle. Wasn't there uh, an HD re-release or something? There, there's HD re-release on the eh, on the iOS, I guess. Yeah. I guess that counts. Well, like, uh, I guess what I'm thinking of is uh, the original Final Fantasy. They've remade it many times with different <laughs> graphics. Yeah. Uh, or they made like a 3D re-release of Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. And God, those 3D re-releases look so bad. Yeah, like, I'm kind of almost, like, disappointed in them. Like, I, I kind of don't... Yeah. I mean, I'm, j I'm just talking specifically about the graphics, not necessarily what the game actually is. Yeah. I just think those the, the 3D style they went for those games it was just the worst. Yeah, it seems very, uh... Like, it reminds me more of uh, Dragon Warrior. Like, that sort of art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than the original Final Fantasy art style. I mean, which, you know, yeah. hey, Square Enix... But personally, well, the, the Square actually did a really nice yeah. job on uh, Final Fantasy IV on the PSP. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought that was excellent. It, well, they they um, I think they just kind of fine tuned the graphics, if anything. Yeah, like they just made them look nicer on a on a nice uh, PSP screen. But they also uh, included extra content in the form of sequels to the game. Oh. So it includes, um, first of all, there was a series of cell phone games that were oh. later ported to the WiiWare called uh, Final Fantasy IV After Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're included in the package, but there's also a brand new one that links both of those uh, games together. So I thought all that stuff was really neat. Oh, and uh, they included an auto-battle feature that lets you kind of skip through the <laughs> basic content, So See, and that sort of thing, uh, they do tend to release, like, extra dungeons or, like, extra plot points or... Like the Crystalis re-release for the Game Boy Color. I never actually played the re-release, but I've heard that uh, 
the story actually makes some sort of sense. Uh, because, I mean, they were sort of limited on space in the original NES cartridges, so story was very limited, and they had some very brief you know, amounts of text in those games. Right, right. So now you actually get a bit more description in the story or whatever. But, uh, I don't know, in a way, I guess I'm sort of a, a hipster in this way, like, quote, diminish the value of the original game. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about, like, having actually, like, I liked games before it became acceptable to play video <laughs> you games. You are. You are a hipster. <laughs> I, I know, like, oh, I liked video games before it was cool. Hey. Uh, yeah. But, like, it feels kind of cheap to have my friends be like, oh, yeah, I played Final Fantasy 1. Well, no, you played the re-release. Like, you didn't you didn't actually sit there and have your game be erased when you didn't blow out the cartridge the next time that you put it in. Like, you don't know what I went through to beat the original Final Fantasy. Like, oh, Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, it still makes me happy that, like, when I say, oh, yeah, you know, Final Fantasy, the original, you know, not everyone is completely clueless as to what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, oh, that dark elf, you know. I, th- I think, like, so many topics that uh, come up on the podcast, uh, it just depends <laughs> in general on, on, you know, what the developers decide to do with the remake, uh, things like how often the game has been remade, yeah. uh, how much they're going to charge for it, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in general, I, I kind of like it. Because I get to get achievements for these old games. <laughs> no, I mean like like for example, um, a game like and actually this probably isn't the sort of example the guy was talking about, but uh, when they ported Chrono Trigger to the DS, that was a really cool thing to do. I think because uh, before you could either like spend a hundred dollars on an old Super Nintendo cartridge where you probably can't save because the battery died. Yeah. Or, or I guess there was also the uh, PlayStation One version that uh, didn't work or had really long load times, yeah. something like that. So I think it was cool that they were kind of they put together this version of the game that is very easy to play in 2010 or whatever it came out, 28, some 2008, something like that. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. Um, but I also think the developers, such as Square Enix, can get a little greedy about it at times. Yeah, there's... And yet they won't remake Final Fantasy VII in HD. Which is also very weird. Like, it's the one that everyone hangs on to, which always bugs me, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, Jetty. It's better than Final Fantasy I. Sorry. I can debate that. Uh-oh. Like, I, I, I kind of have a hatred for Seven. Oh. Uh, I hate the... Uh, not so much the character design, although to a certain extent... Uh, I feel like they watered down or made more generic the characters that they had. But the the enemy design, like, you're wandering through a desert, so of course you're going to fight deserty things like jumping masks or, like, <laughs> a motorcycle that shoots rockets at you. Okay, Like, yeah. that doesn't, oh, just... Uh, I, will, I will concede that point. Yeah. I actually, as much as I complain on the podcast and on the website about they're not, they're not remaking it, I don't even remember Final Fantasy VII that much anymore. <laughs> Also, I think it particularly bugs me that, like, so many people, like, they love that game so much. Oh, man, it's so great. Which, like, I can get for them was nostalgia. But again, like me with the original Final Fantasy, it's just a sign that they came into video games after it became acceptable to play video games. Mm. You know? Like, I had been playing RPGs for years, and everyone was like, huh, Loser, what kind of games do you play? 
Like, let's go play some Contra. I'm like, uh, how about some Dragon Warrior? And then suddenly it's cool to, like, play RPGs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I love that Final Fantasy III. Oh, but, but, but think of it this way, Jetty, the, uh... The little jetties of today, they, they can play these games without uh, fear of being ostracized. That's kind of nice. It's true. It's true. Uh, my fictional children uh, <laughs> will be able to... Are, 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 you, uh, are you making an announcement, Jetty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> yes. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Game Cool Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Yes. Uh, all right, we should, we should probably uh, continue. Okay, uh, okay, so question number three. Will Jeff Day and or the ominous voice make an appearance on the Game Cola podcast? Uh, research fails to bring up anything from the past, and I find it ironic to never have heard someone called the ominous voice. <laughs> the ominous voice... And yet we have never heard them. That is an excellent point. I would I would venture that I think Jeff Day will be on the podcast at some point. He was slated for the uh, the fiftieth anniversary, wasn't he? Was he? Or the the ten, was year, he? ten year anniversary? I think he said he might have, but I don't think he ever actually made it onto the list. Uh, okay, because uh, I remember I think afterwards he was all like, "Oh man, I wish I had been able to go." Um, I but uh, the reason I think that he will at some point is that he has actually recently started a podcast on his own website. Oh, that's true. I actually I've listened to it. Yeah, I did too. He talked about me in one of them. Yeah, and they were playing uh, Katamari Damacy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the reason I'm distracted is I'm trying to remember what the address is for his website so I can tell people to go see it. Uh, Randomac.net, is that it? Or- That's it, yeah. R-A-N-D-O-M-A-C-C.net. Yeah. Uh, so if you do, if you're if you're inclined to figure out what Jeff Day's sultry voice sounds like, <laughs> go to that website, and you can. he has uh, two episodes out as of this recording. They're pretty good. Yes. They're podcasts. They're not bad. So yes, maybe we'll have uh, Jeff Day and or the ominous voice. Uh, in the podcast someday. Uh, next email? Yeah, next email. All right. Questions. If you play only casual games and nothing else, can you still be considered a gamer? What is your favorite game from your childhood, and do you still like it now? Uh, will you ever try and call a fan again for a podcast like you did with Rizman in Podcast 44 or thereabouts? Just wanted to know. Uh, I hope you guys aren't sick of my questions yet. Anna. So, uh, if you play only casual games, can you still be considered a gamer? <laughs> Personally, I don't have a problem with it, um, but I'm, I'm not the sort to, to be really defensive of the term gamer. Yeah. Like, if someone wants to call themselves a gamer because they play a couple of games, uh, it doesn't bother me that much, I guess. Well, like, I guess I could say the same thing about, again, in this new world of video gaming, people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a total gamer. I play COD all day. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I would say... In the same way that those people considered themselves gamers, there's no way, or you know, there's no reason that someone who only plays casual I games. Guess, I, I guess if if we want to put a definition on the same term gamer, I think uh, it implies some amount of variety in the amount of games you play. So like, if you just play Call of Duty or if you just play Madden, you know, maybe <laughs> the term isn't applicable. Or if you just play Words with Friends and Dice with Buddies, for example. What are you trying to say, Paul? <laughs> Nothing. I'm saying maybe you should get Borderlands too, Jetty. <laughs> maybe. Oh. No, I play my game all the time when I'm... Well, it was... But I mean, if you play, like, a variety of social games on Facebook, you play, you know, a bunch of different hidden object games. 
Oh, God, someone's going to murder me for saying this. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> so, what is your favorite game from your childhood, and do you yes. that? <laughs> yes, if you play just one Nancy Drew game, you're a gamer. <laughs> so, uh, Favorite game from my childhood? Yes. Uh, probably, uh, <laughs> it's funny, actually, all, the, all my favorite games from my childhood are pretty much, like, my favorite games now. Well, I guess it, it depends on where the cutoff for childhood is, uh, but <laughs> Secret of Mana. So, somewhere definitely. around, you know, 24, 25. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think back to when I when I first played uh, Curse of Monkey Island, and if I was still technically a child then, oh, yeah. uh, that would have been, I guess, late middle school, early high school. Yeah. Or, like, oh, I don't know, because that's the thing is, I guess now I would still consider that area to be childhood, like... Yeah, exactly. But but someone who is a teenager right now would certainly not consider that. Yeah. Uh, um, so if we're going pure childhood, Secret of Mana, definitely. Yeah, I would say that and or Crystalis, <laughs> because I definitely still like Crystalis now and is still one of my favorite games. Uh, but actually, I think Secret of Mana is on my list. Is it uh, the the top influential essential game? Oh, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna hit S until like January. Yeah, I can't remember. I think someone said Secret of Mana. I might have put it on my list, or I might have, like, taken it out. I can't remember. But it definitely uh, is one of my favorite games. And it, it sort of prepped me for later games like, you know, Chrono Trigger and such. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like being, oh, that's right, I was talking about Crystalis. And Crystalis prepared me for Secret of Mana. <laughs> and then Secret of Mana prepared me for Chrono Trigger. So, so it, it very much did uh, influence your gaming diet. Yeah. Uh, because, again, like... At that time, you know, it was the original Final Fantasy and uh, Dragon Warrior and that kind of thing. And then suddenly, to have an RPG that also had, like, action elements was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the co-op, man. The co-op. Yes. Well, you, actually, we talked about this before. You, weren't, weren't you unconvinced that the game was actually three-player? Yes, I, I, was, I, <laughs> I never had any friends who had the multi-taps, oh, so I never... Yeah. No, I played it almost exclusively two or three player when I was a kid. Yeah. Probably with the same people over and over again. I remember uh, getting caught on rocks or whatever, and not being able to run around because uh-huh. you know one of the one of the AI characters would get stuck someplace. <laughs> but, yeah, if you let the AI control the other two characters, they are kind of awful. Yeah. And then they had that grid thing, which as a child I could never figure out what it was. Oh, doing. I still can't figure that out. I wouldn't. I would. I would never even dream of messing with that. <laughs> yes. It's actually, I like this, this is tying together our, our co-op conversation, and I actually want to tie it back to uh, the remake section a little bit, because Secret of Mana is a game I would love to see a company remake, yeah. keep it in 2D, yeah. flesh out the story more. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Yeah. Because actually... Cause when I was a kid, the door, the story seemed like so deep and interesting to me, but going back and playing it last year, I was like, wow, they uh, there's not much story in this game. No, I I actually I had the exact same thing happen to me uh, a year or two ago. Is I was replaying it. I'm like, I remember this story, and I I'm getting to points where I remember there being story, and there is none. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my what my feeling was. Yeah, yeah. like wh- where did I come up with this idea of what the story was when it's not discussed at all? Yeah. It's, it was interesting playing with with my wife because uh, I think we might have dabbled in it in college, but we didn't play it all the way through, and we were playing it all the way through, and she was not impressed with the story. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it was only at that point when she was uh, pointing out that the story uh, was not as uh, existed substantive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as perhaps uh, I thought it was when I was a kid. So I would love to see them do that, but do I do I trust Square to do that though? I'm not sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's the thing too. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want the Square of 2012 to be remaking Final Fantasy VII either. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what have they done recently that that proves they can handle it? Yeah, I mean, I also haven't played like the most recent Final Fantasy or anything, so I don't really. My my understanding is that everyone hates all of the new Final Fantasy games. Really? So, uh, I think Matt Gardner enjoys them, and I think he's the only person. <laughs> and the Kingdom Hearts series has just gone to hell too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I don't know, the the things that I liked about Kingdom Hearts 1 were hitting things with my giant key yeah. and visiting Disney World, <laughs> and they, they continue to, to have that in the later games, but they also had all this, like, horrible, overbearing Final Fantasy-style story, Yeah, and it just kind of just destroys everything. Like, I just keep it simple. I just want to hit things, and I want to hang out with the Beast. <laughs> and and they, on, they introduce all these characters with all their Final Fantasy names, and yeah. their, uh, ugh. So and plus, uh, it's been I think ten years since Kingdom Hearts two, and they haven't made the third one yet. They've just been doing all these spin-off games with disgusting names like Kingdom Hearts three D three Dream Drop Distance. Oh, <laughs> and oh, and Kingdom Hearts three hundred and sixty five over eighteen or whatever. <laughs> like, jeez, oh, oh, I'm so angry. Can we? Wait, are we almost done yet? Almost. Uh, actually, the last email asked basically the same question. Okay. Hi, I'm a recent fan of yours, and you guys are really funny. Smiley face. So my question is, uh, what is a game you loved as a kid, but now hate? Thanks, Carmen. But now hate? Yeah. Oh. So actually, I guess that's a bit different, but still on the same topic. Yeah, so what's a game... Not to... <laughs> what's a game uh, that you used to like, but now hate? Oh, man, that's a toughie. I don't know. I had really good taste when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, I had a good one when I originally read this email, and I can't think of what it is. Uh, maybe... See, there's a lot of games that even though I hate them, I still have a certain amount of, like, respect for, or whatever. <laughs> or, like, I still continue to play despite my better judgment. Like, Seventh Saga, I believe I've discussed previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that game is a ridiculous grind fest. Just, there's no way you can't grind in that game. And, oh, like, there are things to like about it. Uh, like the companion system or whatever, uh, or apprentices or whatever... And the story was interesting in comparison to other games at the time. But, again, it's impossible to play. (laughs) Yeah, I actually... I I think this just signifies that I am, in fact, still a child, because I can't, like, actually think of any games that I really liked when I was a kid, and and I tried to go back and play them and and did not enjoy nearly as much. Uh, I think there was a brief time when I thought Bubsy was playable. (laughs) (laughs) Were you here when uh, Matt Jonas was complaining about Bubsy? I'm not sure if I was. I might have been. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, like, I think, like, I'm, I re-rented it once when I was a kid, and then I played through, like, the first couple levels and enjoyed it because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And then I, I bought it later on in high school, and I played those same first couple levels, and they were great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I played the rest of it. Yeah, actually, I have that experience with some games as well where, like, I have very clear memories of playing, like, the first couple of levels of a game and nothing else, and then I come to find, like, the game wasn't that fun and I was just really yeah. bad at it. <laughs> Actually, that's my experience, uh, oh man, I shouldn't say this, with the, with the uh, Genesis Sonic the Hedgehog series. Oh, yeah? I, well, I've, as a kid, I played, like, the first several levels over and over again because that's all I could do. Yeah. And trying to go play them in my adult life, I've had the same experience, but I have has this come up so many times on this episode, I have no patience anymore. Yeah. So instead of being like, okay with, you know, playing the first few levels, trying to get farther, trying to actually progress in the game, I just get annoyed and, and want to be able to restart from where I died. And when I can't do that, I'm very upset. 
actually, it's sort of comical because I never owned a Sega system. Like, uh, so I never really played Sega games. And it's interesting because my entire, like, all of my experience of playing Sonic is the, like, five minutes of demo that I played at, like, Toys R Us, you know, or, like, Sears, where they had a demo system, uh, which usually would force you to restart, you know, after a certain point. So I might get to the end of the first level, and then it would just, like, hard reset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not saying Sonic is a bad game, anyone. I'm not saying that. Yes. I'm saying I'm bad at it. It's okay, Paul. I, I remember when I used to like video games, man. I know, like... <laughs> we are, like, the two single worst people to be having this podcast. Yeah, oh, do we even... Do you own any modern games? Oh, I, I own I own uh, quite a few. I mean, I have, I have a 360, a PS3, and a 3DS, and a PSP, and DS, and all that. Wow. Um, but I, I just have very specific tastes... And and uh, as we discussed so much earlier, uh, a variety of things that will make me either not buy the game to begin with or turn the game off, trade it on Guzex immediately when I discover <laughs> that it exists. Wait, is this one of those deal breakers? What, that I'm not good at a game? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Well, it's a thing like, uh, man, this, this podcast is so cohesive. Um, yeah. It's the sort of thing where if it's the sort of game I have to play for hours and hours and hours just to get good enough to beat the first level, yeah. like... I see that as a as a, as wasting my time. Like I feel like getting good enough to beat a level in a video game, it does not feel like an accomplishment to me. Yeah. It just feels like a thing that I had to do to get to the fun parts. Yeah. And if I'm working that hard to get to the fun parts, I'd rather just play a different video game that's all fun parts. Yes. No. So yes, if I'm not good at a game, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm a. Uh, I don't know. Do I want to play video games? Do I want to buy Borderlands Two? Do you? Kind of, but I, I don't. I feel like I shouldn't admit it. It's a solid game. I, well, I assume it's going to be a solid game. Admitting that I own a modern game, I mean, it's bad enough. <laughs> it's bad enough telling people I have an Xbox 360. <laughs> well, Jetty, uh, when when my Xbox indie game comes out, you're gonna have to buy that. So it's true. You you will own an Xbox game at some point. And actually, uh, I've been collecting all of these Bing Rewards points that uh, I can use. Have you really not like actually bought like even an indie game? I haven't. Wow. I, I have 100 whole Microsoft points on my account as well. Uh, so that, that's enough for uh, one indie game and a, and a little extra. Yeah. You get, like, Cat Pong or something. <laughs> I actually have enough like, points. I should, I should make fun of that. Someone on my Twitter feed is actually working on that, I think. <laughs> no, I actually have enough points. I mean, I have 100 points on my account, but I have 700, 800 uh, Bing Rewards points. Oh, hey. Vaguely translates to, uh, what was it, like, 120 points is 100 Microsoft points. So I have quite a, a build-up there that I could spend. I could buy uh, maybe eight. Wow. Well, that's that's enough for, like, an Xbox Live Arcade game, too, if you want to. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the possibilities are endless. Well, there's, there's a definite end. <laughs> <laughs> After you buy your eight. one game, oh. <laughs> you will have reached it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which one game do I want to buy? Yeah. Or or like you said, like eight, ten games on uh indie on the Xbox Live indie games. Yeah. Oh that's um, true because they're not it would be, they're eight or eighty. They're eighty points each. It would be very difficult to find that many games that you want to spend a dollar on. I'm I, I know that's 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 a mean thing to say, but come on guys, I was writing a column about Xbox Live indie games for like two years. There is it is a barren wasteland. <laughs> There's like 2,500 games. I know. And there are not 10 of them that are worth purchasing. (laughs) 
sadly. Oh. But I, I, so I would like to make a quick plug for uh, Excruciating Guitar Voyage. is one of my favorite games uh, in a very long time. Side-scroller Monkey Island, where you get to set yourself on fire. I mean... What game can you do that in? <laughs> it's Excruciating Guitar Voyage, apparently. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a solid one. Also, Life in the Dorms in a couple of weeks, months or weeks or something. Actually, uh, I was going to say NBA Jam. <laughs> He's on fire! <laughs> That's true. But what puzzles do you solve by setting, setting yourself on fire? Uh, I don't know, dunking? <laughs> For running into people? <laughs> Being Al Gore? Uh, so is this podcast about over? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think uh, it's time to wrap this one up. So, well, should we play the housekeeping song? Yeah, I think Matt Jonas needs to sing housekeeping for us. I, I mean, I, ha- I have my, my post-it note here if you want me to read everything. I, I feel bad abusing Matt, <laughs> Matt Jonas... Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go through it. Okay. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Follow us on Twitter. We are at GameCola. Check us out on Facebook. We are just search for GameCola because who knows what our username is there. Uh, if you uh, subscribe or follow to either of those accounts, you'll get an update in your Twitter or Facebook whenever we put a new post up on the website, uh, which is good for people who are having trouble just looking at the website and trying to eyeball what's new and what's been on there for weeks. Yes, uh, uh, for people who you know don't actually go to our actual internet website, GameCola.net. All those people exist, so... <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening to this has gone to GameCola.net. Yes, our actual internet website. Yeah. Um, we also have YouTube channel. It's GC.net. The letter's GC and the word dot and then the word... You made fun of me last time. Yes. I don't want to do this the one. The word dot and the word net. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of delightful videos up there. Christian Porter just put up a new Speak American that oh. I swear to you has 12-year-old propositioning him. So, so that was like literal 12-year-olds. Like she's saying, uh, I won't, I won't read the comment, but uh, it was essentially, uh, I want to marry you, but I'm 12. Is that a problem? He's also already and, married. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny actually because she's like, I know you're at least 22. <laughs> Yikes. Christian's in his 30s. Um, so. <laughs> YouTube, um, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate us five stars. Rate us only five stars. If you don't like us, don't rate us anything. Yeah. Um, if you don't like you us, can email... we're, not, we're not there. We're not actually on iTunes yeah. in that case. Um, you can email us podcast at gamecola.net. We might read your letter on the air. Maybe uh, answer your questions. It happens sometimes. We did it for a big chunk of this podcast. Yeah. And finally, uh, as alluded to a couple of minutes ago, we have an actual internet website, gamecola.net. There might be some updates on it right now. Look around. Yeah. It might look a little different than you used to, you know. Anyway, very, very little different, actually. <laughs> well. Uh, but there's changes. Yes. Wait, there there are, or there were, <laughs> in in the past, now. Stop now, recording these things so far in advance. <laughs> now that we're in the future. <laughs> there are or might be changes, depending on if they work. Yes. So uh, look for them. It's a game. <laughs> See if you can spot yeah. the differences. Yes. But, okay. Uh, I think um, I think this this podcast is over. I think it is too. Right, uh Thank you everyone for listening and for the people who emailed us. You know. No, thank you, Jetty, for hosting it. Yeah. Thank you for actually showing up, Paul. Yeah. No problem. Unlike, I'm always there. Unlike all these other p- people. Yeah. They're all fired, by the way. The site's just me and you now. Oh, oh is that the major update? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we're cleaning house. Yes. I hope you guys didn't like Michael Gray very much. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Okay, uh, this podcast is over. Uh, All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
I swear I'm not a hipster. I <laughs> knew it. <laughs> I got mine out of a food... I know, you had your mashed potato pizza before it was cool, that's fine. No, I, I got it out of a food truck. 